We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everyone, welcome to the Rotor Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Tuesday, it's July 18th, it is 2023. We have 14 baseball games to talk about here on today's podcast, joined by my buddy Keith Eister, Eyes 819. Keith, what's happening, my friend? Not too much, just uh, wrapping up this Monday night slate. Thought it was a really tough slate, turns out that was the case. Teams like the Tigers were showing up in a bunch of optimals. Did not work out for the Tigers. Jordan Lyles went out there and shut them down. Don't think we'll have that problem on this slate. We're going to have a lot better offense here Tuesday night. Um, Pitching is still pretty tough, though, in my opinion. But nice big slate. We have more options today. So hopefully we can find some pitchers that that can get the work done today. Yeah, pitching is is tough here on this slate for sure. I mean, my Monday night slate is not going to end well. I went very heavy on Lazardo. I talked about it on an extra survey. Talked about it on Grinders Live. I just Gilbert. I thought was the best pitcher on the slate, but I couldn't. I just couldn't wrap my head around his ownership. Um, sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. It didn't work out Monday night, and um, luckily for me, <laughs> I am very happy that I had a really good NASCAR slate. Um, so um, could kind of kind of fall back on that a little bit, but. I mean, sometimes you're right, sometimes you're wrong. I was wrong on Lazardo, um, and it happens. So we move on to this slate, monster slate. You nailed it. Pitching is something. I, that's I <laughs> think that's the best way to put it. Um, pitching is something. Uh, there's a lot of different ways, and yeah, this is a this is a fun one. So I uh, didn't see a lot of weather concerns, which is always good. Um, we'll let 
Kevin Roth continue to smash it. Uh, the guy has just been absolutely crushing the weather forecast this season. So hopefully you can keep it going. We're going to break down all these games like there is no weather and you know adjust as um, you see fit. We get started with the Dodgers and the Orioles. Nine and a half total in this game. Pick them game. Wells and Grove facing off against each other. Any interest here in Michael Grove going up against Baltimore? He's really cheap. Um, I think there are better options. Um, there's just not enough upside here against a tough Baltimore team. Um, he's up below average on his strikeouts, 20.6% on the season. Just, I don't like the matchup for him. Um, doesn't have the longest leash in the world either. So probably don't need to go this, this low. Um, there's going to be some options, not great options, but better options than Grove for sure. Yeah, they're really, really solid last time out. Six strikeouts, one walk, gave up a big home run. Um, had 79 pitches in six innings, and they didn't let him come back out for the seventh. I mean, I probably agree with that situation. If I'm the coach, he's been struggling a little bit. So to get him a good start there, but I mean, it's been a while um, since he's pitched because of the all-star break. He really hasn't been pitching well. He's not been pitching deep into games. Baltimore has power upside. You really got to be able to attack this lineup, and I don't know if he is that guy that's going to attack this lineup. So not playing Grove today. Um, I can, you know, you can be, you can be somewhat picky. It's a huge, huge slate. Um, so if you don't like somebody, a pitcher, there's going to be other guys. Uh, other side of this game, Tyler Wells. Wells is 9,400. Um, I mean, different matchup, sure. I, I mean, I definitely could see playing Tyler Wells in certain matchups, but I don't want to play him against the Dodgers. Um, he has been kind of reverse splitsy this season. He's been a lot better against lefties, but they still, Will Smith, J.D. Martinez, Mookie Betts, um, too many righties here. And really, like, his strikeout rate dips way down um, as well. So I think this is a spot I'm going to stay away from Tyler Wells. Yeah, really tough matchup for Wells. Uh, tough, tough price as well. If if he was cheaper, I I would say maybe you could throw some darts in tournaments. But I don't I don't see the upside at ninety four hundred against this Dodgers team. Um, just too tough of a matchup to take shots at this price tag. Uh, bats here. I mean, the Dodgers always an offense that you can play. They're expensive. Um, Wells is a solid pitcher. I don't think I get to the Dodgers today in like a three entry max. I think you could play the Dodgers every single day. If you're playing like 150 teams, uh, what are your thoughts on the Dodgers today? Yeah. I mean, one of the best teams in baseball, if you're playing 150, I think you always have to have some exposure, even in 20 entry out. I'll, I'll have at least one stack, one full Dodger stack that I pay for. I think there's some solid pitching in the mid range that can help you get up there. And of course, we're always this is a time of year we start to get call ups, and there's there's plenty of 2K bats on this slate also. Um, but yeah, just being one of the best offenses, it is a tough Matt Wells is a good pitcher. Um, so I don't think that they are a primary target for me, but they're certainly in play just because of the upside. Home runs. I mean, Mookie, righty, righty. Um, he hits right-handed pitching really well. Where Wells struggles is righty. So, like, chasing a home run with, like, Bet Smith, or J.D. Martinez, I don't hate that idea. Um, I mean, look at – I like that call. Tyler Wells has been a guy that struggled with right-handed power all year. He struggled with home runs. He gives up multiple home runs and starts all the time. Um, so, I think chasing home runs is what I'd be doing here with the Dodgers. Um, Baltimore, I like him again. I was on them yesterday or Monday, and I think I'm going to go back to the well here on Baltimore. I know they didn't have like a fantastic game. They had the makings of a good game, 
just never kind of really put it together. Um, I like the Baltimore Vats here. Grove is hittable, and this team has plenty of power even with some of these guys out of the lineup. So um, Henderson, Rutschman, O'Hearn still somewhat cheap. Um, definitely a top of the ha- top half stack that I like today. Yeah, I, I like the Baltimore stack a good amount as well. Um, I think uh, Sheehan, who pitched Monday night, is a better pitcher than Grove. So um, th- this Baltimore offense is just really good. They have a lot of power, like you mentioned, um, certainly in play here. Rutschman is an elite option at catcher. Gunnar Henderson has things figured out, it feels like. Um, solid option at 4,700. Um, and then they, they just have solid hitters throughout the lineup. Uh, Mount Castle back. Santander has been really good this season. Hayes, like they they have almost too many bats now. Um, Hayes didn't play Monday night. Hopefully he's back in there Tuesday. He he has had a great season. O'Hearn is cheap, like you mentioned. Good spot for the, the Baltimore bats here. I'm, I'm not afraid of Grove. And the, the Dodgers bullpen is, is not very good either. They were good on Monday. Cleveland at Pittsburgh. <laughs> um, speaking of Monday, the Guardians, I think they're at like 10 runs and they have bases loaded in the top of the ninth. Um, they put together a good game against the young pitcher there. Um, Allen and Keller facing off against each other in this one. No total out for this game yet. Um, any interest here in Logan Allen against Pittsburgh? It, it's lukewarm interest. Um, I think the the Pittsburgh lineup is attackable. They are starting to call up some of their young talent. So it's a little bit of an unknown here with Pittsburgh. Solid ballpark, though. Um, I think you can take shots. I do prefer other pitchers in the 7K range. Um, but, and it depends on how many, if I'm playing just 20 lineups, I don't know if I get to him, but he's, he's in the conversation today. Yeah. And I mean, a lot of their young talent is right-handed. So, um, Henry Davis is a righty, um, Turlo is a righty Rodriguez, the catcher. I think it's switch. Yeah. Nick Gonzalez is a righty. Uh, so yeah, a lot of right-handed call-ups here, which I mean, is definitely concerning against the lefty. Had you asked me a month ago, I probably would have had a little interest in Logan Allen here um, just because Pittsburgh is a team I like to attack left-handed pitching. I could see playing him in this spot. The ballpark's nice. He's kind of fringy for me. Like, Let's see what opens up um, throughout the day or as we go through here, the podcast and stuff. But he's kind of fringy for me. He's right on the the verge. Um, I like Mitch Keller a lot today. I I think that getting a solid outing from a pitcher – makes sense today um when we're looking at this like overall ceiling there's not a ton of it today in pitching um so i think just getting a a solid outing glad cleveland is scoring all of their runs um on monday night so i think this is just a spot keller goes out throws six seven eight clean innings and strikes out a handful and puts up 20 to 25 points and i think that's okay on this slate Usually on a on a fourteen game slate, we're like, oh, ceiling, 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 ceiling. Yeah, there, there is no, there is no ceiling. Yeah, we have some like risk reward guys we'll talk about, but I think Keller is just that like solid stud today. Yeah, if so, I'm gonna be lukewarm on a lot of these pitchers in the nine and ten k range. I'm I think I'm gonna be fishing in the mid range for some of that upside. But if I, if I'm paying up, Keller is certainly the guy. It's just the low strikeouts of Cleveland that has me. With some hesitation here, they've I think been hitting a lot better, a lot better over the last few weeks. Yeah, they're starting to come around a little bit. They they're a talented lineup. They're still not going to have a ton of power though, and this is not a great park for power either. So, 
Keller is absolutely in play. I think he can go deep into this game. It's just the strikeouts that concern me. And I mean, Keller's a solid strikeout pitcher. He's up at over 26% on the season. Um, but Cleveland is one of the, the highest contact teams in MLB. So still concerned about the ceiling at 9,900, uh, but in play just because of the dynamics of the slate, like you said. Kevin Evans says, I hate his guardians. <laughs> I don't hate the <laughs> guardians. Um, I like math and numbers. And for a while there, Cleveland was like the worst team in baseball against random pitching. Um, they've definitely gotten better here over the last few weeks. Um, but yeah, uh, gosh, man, Gilbert's pitching bad. Are you kidding me? <laughs> oh, man, Lazardo, you could have just did it. I know you're joking, <laughs> Kevin. I was kind of kidding, too. Um, I don't hate anybody. What's up, YouTube? Didn't say it, but hope you're having a fantastic night um, here on this Monday night. Thanks for hanging out with us. Um, let's talk bats. I don't think I can play a Cleveland bat today, Keith. Um, I, I mean, the guy I love to play is Ramirez. I'm not paying 5700 for Ramirez against Mitch Keller. Um, Mitch Keller is a really solid pitcher. He's not someone that will go out and give up a ton of home runs. I think he's only given up multi-home runs twice this year. Um, I got no interest in Cleveland today. Yeah, I, I don't really either. I will say Josh Naylor is cheap if you wanted to hunt the power there. Um, he had a good game Monday night, so that's a cheap bet that you might be able to plug into lineups, but definitely not stacking. Keller's really solid. Tough ballpark here. We've got we've got some great offenses to choose from later on. Um, any interest in the Pittsburgh bats against Allen? I will say this. They are extremely cheap because of these mm -hmm. guys who they've just called up. Um, Nick Gonzalez, 2,800. Henry Davis, 2,500. Um, Rodriguez, the catcher's minimum price, 2K. Like, as a mini stack, they're very much in play just because I think you can find three of them under 3K to add to your premium five-man stack and still have plenty of money left over for pitching. So I will use them in that regard. I think Allen is, is a solid major league pitcher, but nothing to be afraid of. And Pittsburgh with all these young cheap guys, uh, I do have some interest. Yeah. I mean, they called up um, what four of their top five like prospects um, here over the last couple weeks. So yep. um, with, with Priester getting the call up, I know he was their like top pitching prospect um henry davis was like a really good catcher prospect uh rodriguez is a big prospect so um i don't mind a mini stack here just overall um rodriguez is 2k a catcher you know that like piques my interest um instantly um because 2k catcher is fantastic and rodriguez is actually talented so um yeah i don't mind maybe a little mini stack here i don't know if i like full-on stack this spot but i mean they're like you said they're so cheap that if you want a top end stack sure go for it um my favorite would probably be henry davis and rodriguez um here and don't ever don't forget about like mccutcheon and reynolds uh, mccutcheon's back and mccutcheon was like a all-star break il um i don't think he was actually hurt it was uh let's give our veteran a couple days so yeah all right, San Diego at Toronto, nine total. Pick them game, like straight pick them. Minus 108, both sides. Manoa and Musgrove. Um, yeah, Alec Manoa back in our lives. I'm excited. <laughs> Let's talk uh, Joe Musgrove. He's 9,600. Tough matchup. He's been pitching phenomenal. Um, any interest in Musgrove here going up against Toronto? Very similar to Keller. Um, I, I will have some exposure probably. I don't know that it's going to be much. Um, 
just it's a tough matchup. Musgrove has been pitching great, like you said, but he's not like an elite strikeout guy. And we're paying a premium price for him in a really tough matchup. So not ideal. Worried about upside just because Toronto has a lot of power to do some damage against him. Um, But I think there are some strikeouts in this lineup. If he were cheaper, I'd have a lot more interest. If I didn't want to take some shots on some of these 7 and 8K guys, I would have more interest. Uh, He'll be in the pool. I'll I'll have some exposure, but minimal. I don't know if you're really crossing out many guys today, um, depending on like how many lineups you're playing. Um, I think they all have very similar like types of upside. So ownership will definitely play a factor here. Um, I can tell you with certainty, I'm not playing Alec Manoa. Um, hey, good for him. He came back <laughs> and after a month in, in what, what do they call it? Summer league or whatever they call it. Um, rookie league. Rookie league. Yeah. Just absolutely dominated <laughs> Detroit congratulations um hate to tell you san diego is not detroit this is going to be a tough spot for manoa glad to see him have a good game though um just an overall really solid game xfip was great uh the advanced stats for that start looked fine fantastic um i don't believe it yet if he does it in this spot maybe maybe i believe it a little bit more but i'm definitely stacking against him. i'm not playing out to know today yeah I'm, I'm with you pretty much exactly what you said there um I love that he came came back and fig, seems to have figured some things out, but it, it was Detroit. Let's let's pump the brakes a little bit. I know he's seventy one hundred, but San Diego is not Detroit, like you said. So I will I will wait and see it one more time. I think um, I, I'm rooting for him. I, like you always hate to see a guy have some success and then fall on really tough times, like he did. Great for him that he went down and put it back together. But I don't think this is a spot that that I want to chase that last start against. Uh, Detroit just need to see it one more time in a, in a much tougher matchup here. And for what it's worth, like Alec Manoa is a huge prospect, big, big prospect. He is, you know, expected to be a really good pitcher. Um, so maybe he figured something out, maybe something like wasn't working out for him and he kind of fixed it here. But, um, prove it to me. Like, this is the spot, this is a good offense, this isn't Detroit. Um, this is a tough team. So uh, let's talk bats, San Diego bats. What do you like here for the Padres? I mean, I, I still think Manoa is a good pitcher. And just I don't think San Diego is going to be on my list today. I know Manoa was awful this season uh, coming into this. But I just – they're expensive for one. Um, if, if Manoa did, in fact, fix some things, they're just a little bit too pricey for me uh, to want to chase it. And I would want to use lefties. Soto, I think, is is certainly in play at 5,400. They're not very left-handed after that. Cronenworth down at 3,900. Um, Grisham at 2,400, probably hitting at the bottom of the order. If there were more lefties in this lineup, I would have more interest in the San Diego stack. But just because they're so right-handed and, and expensive, I'll probably sit out uh, on San Diego here today. They're a stack for me. I don't think I'm like one-offing San Diego. I'm definitely stacking. We we have seen Manoa struggle so much this year that like we have to, I feel like we have to stack. This is the guy that multiple times this year, he's given up more than five runs in a start. Um, So love the stack. If he's right, then I mean, he doesn't, He I mean, these guys don't get there. Um, But in like a three entry max, San Diego, definitely a team I'm, I'm considering and looking at targeting here against Manoa. Toronto, Musgrove's been good. Um, 
I don't see myself getting to a lot of Toronto at these prices against Joe Musgrove. Am I missing something here? No, I, I don't have any interest in Toronto either. Uh, Musgrove is a really solid pitcher. I, I see this as he gives up a couple of runs. Like, I don't think he goes six clean here. Um, he probably gives up a couple of runs, but I, I need more from the, the bats on the slate. There's a couple really high upside spots that I would much rather attack. Um, so don't see a reason to pick on Musgrove on the slate. All right, we're, uh, we're cruising along here. San Francisco at Cincinnati. Um, this might be my favorite game on the slate. Uh, Ten and a half total. Giants a slight 135 favorite. Descalfani um, coming back from the IL here. Um, pitched July 1st, so he's been out about two weeks. Um, it was like, like shoulder fatigue or something, if I remember correctly. Uh, yeah, shoulder fatigue. So... Um, he did throw at the rookie complex like during the all-star break. He threw four innings, so he has pitched recently. Uh, and then Luke Weaver on the Cincinnati side. Any interest in Descalfani here? No, I like you said, we're going to be excited about bats in this game. Um, Descalfani can be okay, but just coming off the injury, not sure what the pitch count's going to look like, and a, a massive ballpark downgrade for him. Yeah, no interest for me. Um, no interest for me and Luke Weaver on the other side of this game either. Yeah, me either. No thanks. Um, I mean, honestly, looking at this spot, this this might be my favorite game stack on the slate. Um, this game's in Cincinnati. If the weather holds off and the weather's good here, like uh, everything. Um, the Giants. This is the, one of the best ballpark upgrades you can get if you're the Giants. So, I mean, Jock Peterson, Wade, Conforto, everybody. Um, I, I love the Giants today. I'm going to love the Reds, too. Uh, what are your thoughts here on San Francisco? Yeah, it's a, a great park for home runs. We have two below-average pitchers. Disclavani is probably average, but Weaver below average. Um, the Giants are going to be right back in our lives again. They're easier to play against right-handed starters, in my opinion. Um, when they're facing lefties, you almost know for sure like they're they're going to use their their lefties off the bench. Like Peterson and Wade generally get platooned out, but they show up later on in the games against a right-handed reliever. It's not as drastic against righties, um, just because their their lefty bats are really their more, more talented bats. So I think the the pinch hit situation is better on Tuesday than it was on Monday, um, and they're they're one of the top offenses on the slate. Huge ballpark upgrade. Really weak starting pitcher on the other side, uh, and they're they're fairly priced. Jock at forty four is the most expensive. Um, the majority of the, the lineup is priced in the three K range. So load up on Giants again Tuesday. Love this spot for the Giants. The Reds have one lefty in their bullpen, um, and he was pitching when it started raining in the eighth inning. So not saying that he won't throw again here. I mean, relievers can go back to back days. That that is very very common. Um, but man, when you're thinking about like pinch hit risk for these guys, knowing there's only one of them, I mean, this other, I mean, the giants, they know that too. They know that there's only one lefty in that bullpen. So I don't know if the pinch hit risk on the right side is as much as it would have been, um, on Monday slate with the left side. So love this spot for the giants. I'm not as worried about pinch hits, um, there's only one left in the bullpen. Uh, that, that helps tremendously. Reds. Love the Reds. Descafani is very hittable. Um, I think this is a fantastic spot for both of these teams. And, I mean, Descafani is someone I 
think you could pick on with both sides of the plate. From what we saw this year, he's giving up a lot of power to both sides of the plate, a lot of hard contact. So, I mean, everybody, uh, I I would, everybody, like there's not, I'm not going to single out anybody. I think you could play anybody from the Cincinnati Reds today. And they just called up um, Incarcion Strand today as well, one of their other top prospects. So a 2K third baseman that is going to be chalky today for sure. Yep. I'd echo everything that you said. Cincinnati, another one of the top stacks on the slate. Um, that Encarnacion Strand being up just it helps make the stacks so easy to fit in. Like but really they, quick, really quick, ahead. really quick. They're both third basements. You're gonna talk about De La Cruz. Like oh yeah, I didn't even notice on, that. On DraftKings, you have to decide between <laughs> the 2K guy and De La Cruz. So like Wow. I mean, that is that is a, a really like positive thing because I mean Cincinnati is going to be popular today. It's Descafani; they're in Cincinnati, but it's I think it's a great thing that they're both third basements here, um, and you you have to make the decision on how you want to approach it. That is going to be a very interesting decision in your Cincinnati stacks for sure. Do you save the money or do you get their their best hitter? Um, yeah, like you said, it just it adds a fun dynamic to the slate. I, like De La Cruz is eventually going to get shortstop eligibility. I'm sure like he'll be the multi-positional, but on this slate, they're both third base only. So that is going to be a very tricky decision on DraftKings. Good point. Um, regardless of that, even if I don't save the money with Encarnacion Strand, I'm fine paying the prices for the rest of the Reds. I think this is a fantastic spot for them. Um, Disco's had a home run problem his whole, whole career. Um, they're expensive, but they have massive upside here. Just be, the the park is so conducive to home runs, and we have a fly ball pitcher here, so great spot for Cincinnati. Yeah, I mean, if you ask me that question right now, I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't either. <laughs> I think play two gosh. lineups is what I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> I will. I also think like the the really cheap Pittsburgh bats in a good spot could free up like De La Cruz uh, because I mean Rodriguez is a two K catcher. Davis was what 24 2500 as an outfielder. Yep. Yeah. So I mean, it frees up the Cincinnati bats, but yeah, I mean, um that changes the ownership thoughts too. I, I think that maybe De La Cruz isn't as popular. You got a 2K guy here. Um, people are gonna want to play that value guy, and I don't blame them by any means. Um, all right, moving on. White Sox, Mets, Giolito, Carrasco facing off against each other here. Nine total. Carrasco, 120 favorites. Um, any interest in Lucas Giolito in this spot? Similar to the other 9K pitchers, um, the, the Mets are not a, a high strikeout team. I think Giolito can have a, a really solid game here. It's definitely a nice ballpark upgrade for him um, going into to City Field. I just I don't know if he can put up eight strikeouts against this Mets lineup. Um, I, I will have some exposure because he certainly can. I just don't know how often he does it. So it's again, it's lukewarm interest. I think he's priced about where he should be. Um, I think he's in that five to six strikeout range more than he's in the eight to nine strikeout range. And he's priced like he's going to get eight strikeouts. I, I will play him because, like I said, I, I think it's possible that he gets those eight strikeouts. I just don't think it's the most likely outcome um, in play, but worried about the upside. Yeah, um, the White Sox, I mean, uh, the Mets, they they have been striking out a little bit more this season. It's not like that 17% strikeout rate that we talked about so much last year, the beginning of this year. 
um they are like they are up to that like 21 percent mark now um they're a very average offense good ballpark for for giolito again um i think he's playable like at this this slate is just one of those slates where it's like yeah man like good arm let's play you a little bit uh carrasco coming off of a dominating performance against arizona <laughs> uh love baseball uh, any interest here in Carlos Carrasco? I don't know what to do with this guy. <laughs> he's he's cheap. It's a great ballpark. And the White Sox have been better recently, but they're still well below average. I mean, I don't I don't think you're crazy if you want to throw some darts here and and just hope that he can have go deep into the game again. He still didn't have a ton of strikeouts against Arizona, but they're one of the lowest strike strikeout teams in baseball. I, I like the matchup. I like the park. I like the price. So why wouldn't I like Carrasco? I I don't know. It's it's a huge slate. I think there's a lot of options that we're going to – like I want exposure to some of these 9K guys just in case somebody pops off for a ceiling. And I think there's a lot of interesting pitchers in the 7 and 8K range. So I don't know if I get there in 20 lineups, but the price is intriguing. And I think that, like I said, the matchup and the park are great, obviously. Yeah, um, man, <laughs> I, I don't know if I could do it. <laughs> I, I don't know if I could do it. Um, I, yeah, I mean, just looking, I was looking at the advanced stats really quick for Carrasco and you know, 140 Babbitt in that game against Arizona. Um, his XFIP was 4.2, which is kind of in line with how he's been pitching. I, I stacked I, Arizona so much on that slate against him. <laughs> yeah, I feel like he just Didn't got a little lucky. Well. Got a little lucky yeah. that game. Um, I don't think I do it on Carrasco today. I didn't have the intention of wanting to play him when I was doing my research, so I think I'm going to pass. Any interest in the White Sox bats here? Tough park, like we've been saying. Um, they they're they're hitting better. Roberts priced up now at 5700. That's probably about where he should be. The rest of them are really cheap. Um, I don't love the ballpark downgrade, but as as a mini stack, I think. If you're looking for a pivot away from some of the Pittsburgh guys, I think the White Sox could be in play just because Carrasco has struggled a lot this season. Um, ben Intendi's really cheap at 3,200, Vaughn at 3,700. Timmy Anderson just isn't right. I don't know if I would go there. Berger at 4,100. Like they're all just priced it reasonably. Um, so they're in play. I don't know if it's a full stack for me just because of the ballpark and Carrasco can be decent at times. So Carrasco still semi like reverse splits um, really struggles with like right-handed power. So Berger, Anderson, Vaughn, I think are really interesting today. Um, Robert at the top, if Jimenez is back in the lineup, Jimenez, um, but it sounded like he was going to be out closer to a week um, than anything else. But yeah, right-handed bats here. Uh, Carrasco, like I said, been a kind of reverse splits guy this year, really, really struggle with righties and he's been pitching terrible at home all year, but. I hate home road splits for pitchers. Um, Mets bats, anything against Giolito here? Usually trying to attack Giolito with home runs, and it's just not a great ballpark for home runs. So I don't get I don't try it very often. I will say Pete Alonso's under 5K. You can always take that shot. Um, I'm not not really liking much else, though. You can always play Pete Alonso. So good. All right, moving on. Diamondbacks and Braves, 10 total. Braves, a 230 favorite. Davies and Elder facing off against each other, two of the top three offenses in baseball um, in Atlanta, Hotlanta. Uh, any interest in Zach Davies? 
No chance. My job is just to ask. Um, <laughs> any interest in Bryce Elder here? They did adjust his price. Uh, for a while there, he was up in the 9Ks, and he just didn't have the upside to meet that. Um, I think if he stays in this price range, I'll have interest in the future, but this matchup against Arizona is not the place that I'll be looking to to use him. Suck bats. Um, Arizona, great spot here. I mean, ballpark shift-wise, it's a good it's a good spot going into Atlanta. Elder has been way more hittable here in the second part of the season so far. Any interest in the Arizona bats? Yeah, I mean, I th- I still think that he's a solid pitcher. Um, it is a Arizona is always a team you can stack though, um, d- because of their speed. Really, they steal so many bases. Um, it, it, like raises their upside chance for home runs with weather in Atlanta getting hot definitely increases. So should be good hitting weather here. Um, they're expensive, but and and I do have respect for Elder as a pitcher. But I think the Arizona stack is always in play. I prefer the other side of the game, but I, I will play some Arizona. I like Atlanta, too. Let's talk Atlanta bats. Um, I think they're the top stack in the slate. Uh, you know, obviously, Houston going into course field. We're going to talk about that when we get there. Um, I mean, great spot in that in that matchup um, for Houston going in and facing, uh, was it Noah Davis is pitching, right? Yep. So great spot for Houston. Um, but I, I really do think that Atlanta is the best stack today. They're also very, very expensive. Um, uh, great spot. I think Atlanta and Cincinnati are great pivots off of Houston in course. Sorry, I think I cut out there. Can you hear me? I hear you. All right, cool. <laughs> um, I, I think you asked me about the Atlanta bats. <laughs> I did. All right. Yeah, I agree. They're the, they're the top stack on the slate for me as well. Houston in a great spot in, in cores. Love the Cincinnati game. Um, but Atlanta is the team. They're, they're the best offense in baseball. We've, we've said it multiple times on this podcast. So much talent in this lineup, and they get Zach Davies, who is not a good pitcher, extremely low strikeout rate. Weather's warming up in Atlanta. This Braves team has as much upside as anybody on, on the slate. They're they're priced up, but I think the pitching and the um, the punt bats that we've talked about already, and and there's even more later on as well. They're going to be possible to get to today. It's part of the reason why I'm going to stay out of the top range of pitching for the most part today. I'll sprinkle them in, but um, really attacking the mid range of pitching more because Atlanta is my my top stack on the slate. All right, moving on. We got Miami at St. Louis. No total in this game. Um, it was announced that like Cabrera is expected to pitch this game. So, I mean, we'll, we should get a line soon. Montgomery pitching for St. Louis. Um, any interest in Edward Cabrera? I will note he did throw a five-inning um, simulated game last week. Uh, Thursday or Friday is what I remember reading. So, he, I wouldn't say he's fully stretched out. He doesn't typically go over 100 pitches anyway. I think we're likely going to see him in that, like, 75 to 85 pitch range here we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 
leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day. Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah, he's not a pitcher with a long leash anyway. Um, like St. Louis has just underperformed so much this season. I want to have interest in Cabrera. It just there's there's too many walks in this profile to consider him with a limited pitch count. Even even if we get 85 pitches, I I still don't think that there's enough there. Um, he's up at 13 percent, 14 percent walks on the season. St. Louis is I know they've underperformed, but there's still a lot of talent in this lineup. They're they're a pretty patient lineup as well. I don't think I can pay a full price tag on Cabrera when even if there's a small chance that he's limited to 80 pitches or something that he just, he's drawing dead at 9,700 if he only gets 80 pitches. Yeah. I mean, overall, um, I think that I would play Cabrera if I knew he was fully stretched out uh, because I do think he has upside in this spot, but not knowing his pitch count, his price I mean, I think I stay away today because, like, if he's on the low end, if he's at 75 pitches here, they're very careful with this guy. So if he's at 75 pitches here, um, I think the the upside's just not there. Montgomery on the other side of this game, um, I mean, he has been pitching way, way better um, here recently. Miami has quietly been really good against left-handed really good. pitching this season. Um, do we take shots on Montgomery at 8,200 or – I think he's going to get some ownership here. So I, I'll say that if he does get ownership, I'm I'm probably out. I prefer the Miami Bats, but this is a game that I intend to play both sides of. I think I, Montgomery being 8,200 and showing more strikeout upside. I mean, the guy has, he only had five his last time out against the White Sox, but he's been on a run of at least six strikeouts for what, six, seven starts now. Um, like you said, like the, the strikeout stuff has just been there a little bit more. And it's something we saw once he was traded over from the, the Yankees, his strikeout rate spiked as, as well. Um, so maybe he's he's finding some of that stuff that he found last year as the season progresses here. I have some interest because of the price at 8200 I don't like the matchup for him. Like you said, it, Miami's been awesome against lefties. I do prefer the Miami side here, but M- Montgomery's in play. If he's going to be tw- even 15 20% owned, I'm probably out, though. Yeah, it's definitely ownership for me, too. Um, I like some of the Miami bats as well, but Montgomery's been pitching fantastic here recently. Like, his strikeout rate is up 3%. He's been striking out um, righties a lot more here recently. So, like, all of the advanced stats definitely say that we should probably take some shots here on Jordan Montgomery. Hamstring issue last time out. He was pitching really well, left the game. Um that was 11 days ago. By the time he starts here, I think he'll be fine. Um, if he wasn't fine, he, he probably wouldn't be pitching here. So um, with all that said, this is baseball and we can talk about both sides. Um, Solaire is where I want to start. This guy just absolutely crushing left-handed pitching this season. Um, he's been phenomenal. He has a 500 ISO 
81 plate appearances. <laughs> like uh, the sample continues to get larger and larger. This guy just keeps crushing um, lefties. What do you like here for the Marlins? Yeah, I mean, it certainly starts with Solaire. He is one of the top bats on the slate for me. Um, he's too cheap in this spot. He has destroyed left-handed pitching. Those numbers are insane. Um, I don't know if I get to the full stack here just because the Miami lineup drops off fairly quickly. But the three-man of Solaire, De La Cruz, and Cooper, I think, is is very strong, especially uh, Solaire and De La Cruz. Um, De La Cruz is only 3,600. Cooper is only 3K. I'm very interested in, in that trio to make it a full stack. Maybe you chase some upside um, for, from steals with birdie um, cheap catcher and Fortes. Like it's just, it's not a great full stack, but I think the three man Guriel, you can throw in there if you want to use him over Cooper also. Um, so really solid three man. I don't know if I get to the five man. Love the Fortes call, by the way. Um, one, because we already talked about a 2K catcher that's going to have ownership. There's no 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 reason that Rodriguez is not going to have ownership today. So Fortes, only $700 more. Uh, love that idea of playing the unchalky play here. Uh, St. Louis bats. Cabrera is solid. He does have control issues from time to time. The Cardinals have underperformed all year. Um, any interest here in the St. Louis bats? Jordan Walker is cheap, 3100 Um I, he might not be playing. in the lineup, by the way. Tyler O'Neill's expected you, to be activated on okay. Tuesday. Good call. Yep, I did read that news also. Um, St. Louis is more of a leftover for me. Like Cabrera has the strikeout stuff to work his way out of jams. He's going to put traffic on the bases just because of that walk rate. St. Louis has the power to make him pay. But like Goldschmidt and Arenado are priced up. I, I do like the pricing on like Gorman, Newbar. Um, even DeYoung is cheap. Probably more of a leftover for me. I just I like a lot of other spots better. Yeah, I don't know if I get there. I don't know if they have the ceiling, um, which is weird because like you, know, you think you look at the team and you're like they have plenty of ceiling, and then you're like, eh, maybe they don't. All right, Tampa Bay at Texas. Ivaldi and Bradley facing off against each other in this one. Nine total. The Rangers a one forty favorite. Uh, any interest here in Taj Bradley? So this is one of the pitchers in the 7K range with just massive upside. It's it's a horrible matchup here against Texas. Texas is one of the best offenses in, in all of baseball. Bradley has a 29% strikeout rate, and he's 7,300. Um, it's one of the higher strikeout rates on the entire slate. It's just – it's a tough spot for him. Um, and he's been – he's had a rough go over here recently as well. Uh, but this is a, a kid with a ton of talent, and I could see him – going off in any matchup honestly he probably gets gives up a few runs more often than he doesn't um but i think there's there's big big strikeout upside in here um i'll take shots in tournaments for sure yeah i mean last time out he was pitching really good threw a pitch well to well well over the plate and sean murphy made him pay for it um in that game against atlanta i think it was a three run I, I do want to throw out his last four opponents atlanta seattle arizona baltimore I mean, Seattle strikes out quite a bit, and he wasn't great in that game. But the other three are just amazing offenses. He's had a really tough run of opponents here. Yeah, he just he was struggling in that Seattle game command-wise, and that's not usually what we see from Bradley. He's usually a guy that tends to keep the walks down and pitches with command. Um, I love the boom-bust upside here. He's definitely someone on my list um, that I wrote down before we got rolling here. And I hate the matchup. Texas is fantastic. I talk about it all the time. 
It's two of the best offenses in baseball this year, but there's no perfect answer to pitcher today. Um, there's not a elite pitcher facing Detroit or an elite pitcher facing Kansas city. Like there's not a like easy answer at pitcher. So uh, very much in play. Eovaldi has been solid this season. I'm not paying 10, three for Eovaldi against Tampa. Yeah. Tough spot for him. I think he's he's in the conversation with the other guys in the in this range. Like the problem is he's one of the more expensive ones, and he has the toughest matchup of any of them. Um, Are but, you concerned about like some of his like spin rate dips and strikeout dips lately, though? Yeah, I mean that's a good point. He also went through a stretch where he's he hasn't been throwing as many pitches recently. Like he was a lock to throw hundred pitches earlier in the season, and he's he's only been in that like upper eighties to mid nineties range here recently. So a little bit of a concern. It's probably not the right slate to try to, uh, he's going to have no ownership is, is my only point. Um, and I don't know that the upside from the nine the K range is enough to just kick him out of the pool automatically. It's a tough spot for him. He's the most expensive. I don't love it, but if he's super low owned, like deep tournament shots, if I was playing one fifty, is is all I'm talking about. Um, yeah, I, I hear you. I just, I can't do it. Um, Tampa's good, man. They're a really good offense. And in years past, they've had good offenses and they've struck out a lot. It's just not the case this year. Uh, let's talk bats. You have all these good enough pitcher that I don't think I want to pay these prices for Tampa stacking them. Um, kind of a neutral spot where I hope it's just like three or four runs, no home run type of spot. Yeah, I, I don't have any interest in in picking on Eovaldi. Uh, he's been struggling a little bit, but I still think he's one of one of the better real life pitchers in baseball. Um, no interest in Tampa for me. Any interest here in Texas bats? I, I do have some interest in the stack, just because Bradley's a young guy. We've seen him get touched up a little bit here recently, and Texas is one of the best offenses in baseball. You target that upside in tournaments. I don't love the pricing; they're still very expensive, um, but it comes with upside and if they get Bradley out of the game early, this Tampa Bay bullpen has been kind of a mess this season. Um, so yeah, Texas in play is a full stack for me. All right, moving on. We got Washington at Chicago taking on the Cubbies. We have, um, multiple reports here. Some places I've read say that it's going to be Trevor Williams. Some places I've read say it's going to be Patrick Corbin. Jameson Tyon is pitching for the Cubs today. Um, let's talk both of them, I guess, because um, I'm seeing multiple reports. Uh, any interest in Williams or Corbin here? No interest in Williams or Corbin. Um, the Cubs do offer a lot of strikeouts. I just – I don't know if there's enough talent there for – Williams I would have a little more interest in just because I think the Cubs line up better against lefties. Um, Corbin's probably a little bit better pitcher, but um, the Cubs really struggle against righties and they strike out more against righties as well. I still don't think I'm playing either one of them. Yeah, so I'm reading a report here that he got reinstated from the paternity list Monday, but is expected to pitch Wednesday. Um, so it should be Trevor Williams, um, which is fine. I, I mean, I'm not playing either one of them. I'm not playing either one of them. Changes how I would approach the bats a little bit because it's a righty and a lefty, but I'm not playing either one of them. Um, Cubs side of this game, Tyon, 
coming off of a fantastic start against the Yankees. Um, any interest here in Tyon after seeing him throw a hundred pitches against the Yankees and pitch really well? Yeah, it seems like he's starting to be what the Cubs paid him to be. Um, it's been a really rough season for Tyon. Washington's not good though. Um, especially against righties. Like I played him a little bit against Smiley on, on Monday night and that worked out. Okay. I don't think I'm, I certainly don't have interest in the, the Washington bats. I don't think maybe a couple lefties, but tie on at 6,800. If I'm going to get a hundred pitches out of him, I think he's playable. I'm worried about strikeout upside. Na- the nationals make a lot of contact. Tyon hasn't been the best strikeout pitcher in his career. Um, typically a little bit below average. But he's only 6,800. We're talking about a slate that doesn't have a ton of upside on it from from pitching, I think. Um, so he's in play just because of the price and the matchup here. I like the price. Um, you know, we obviously started to talk about some expensive bats. We don't have a ton of cheap pitching today. Washington's not a team that is going to typically beat you with the long ball. Um, so I think Tyon, if he could go out and have a few you know, solid put together a few solid innings here at 6,800 and score like 15 to 20. I think he's in play. Um, I don't hate it. I don't love it. Looking up and seeing if there's wind, but judging by the total of this game, I don't think there's going to be wind. Um, expected wind across the field at eight miles an hour doesn't matter. Um, so yeah, Washington bats, anything here? Um, I will note that Tyon is susceptible to a stolen base and CJ Abrams led off on Monday night. If CJ Abrams leads off again, I love him at 3,100. I'm I'd be attacking lefty power outside of that. And really the only, only guy worth noting is, is Imer Candelario. Um, but the Abrams Candelario just look mini two man. I, I don't mind that at all. We love that. Uh, stolen base call. Definitely going to be looking at that in the in the prop world tomorrow. Uh, Cubbies bats. I I like the Cubs, man. Um, I think it's a good spot for them. Obviously, like a, a guy like Bellinger, this is a spot you hope that he can kind of um, get right and have a good one. But Trevor Williams stinks. Um, he doesn't strike people out. He pitches to contact. He gives up a lot of hard contact in the process of pitching to contact. So. I could see getting a little like three man Hap Bellinger Morel type of stack. I don't think it's a full stack, uh, but I, I do think that like it's a very playable secondary stack today. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I like chasing some home runs here. Um, I know the you said the wind might be blowing. If on Monday night it was blowing in slightly from right, which is not ideal, because I love Cody Bellinger in the spot. Dude's been on fire. Um, Forty six hundred, tons of upside for him. Hap hit a home run on Monday night. He's only thirty six hundred. Um, so I'm with you more of a mini stack, but I think you could chase some home runs here and there's some cheap power in here as well. Suzuki is only 3,200. He's a guy with power. He hasn't shown it as much this season. Um, but he, it's still in there somewhere. Uh, but Bellinger and Hap, definitely my two favorites. Yeah. Bellinger. I mean, this is a guy that busted on the scene and was just phenomenal and kind of like an afterthought after he dealt with like the back injury for a year, year and a half. And, He's been fantastic this year. He's hitting over 300. I think he has 12 or 13 home runs. Um, he's been great. I love Bellinger in this spot. All right, Detroit at Kansas City. It's so funny. Yesterday, I don't remember who asked me, but someone asked me, why isn't Scoble starting? Um, he's expected to start in this game. We'll see if it actually happens. 
Um, Lynch pitching for Kansas City, nine total in this one. The Tigers are 130 favorite. To be fair, I would not be shocked if we get an announcement that there's going to be an opener and Scoble is going to come out of the bullpen again. Um, they've been very careful with him. Kids gloves. They are going to be very careful with him. Um, any interest in Scoble here at 8,400 facing probably the worst offense in baseball this year? <laughs> yeah, Kansas City stinks. So interest, yes. How many pitches are we getting is my biggest concern. Um, like He's working his way back from a major injury. He's only thrown 58 and 63 pitches. They are being extremely cautious with this guy, as they should be. They're going nowhere this season, and he is a huge part of their future. His strikeouts have been just through the roof. Um, I don't think that quite continues, although I don't, I'm not necessarily saying it stops here against this Kansas City team because they're terrible. I wish he was 7,400 and he would be very in play for me because we, we just talked about a 7K guy I like. There's a, another one at the end of the slate that I love. He's a little too expensive, but the strikeouts have been through the roof. It's a great matchup. I think he's in play, even if he's even if as long as we have confirmation that he's the bulk guy, I think he's still in play, even if he's not starting. Yeah. I mean, we didn't have that confirmation about Pavetta. <laughs> oh, I'm very tilted about that, by the way. I like uh, Dean Dean was like messing around with me about it because um I said we're taking Pavetta off the slate because Boston would not say if they were going to pitch him today or tomorrow. And it's five strikeouts through three innings. He's absolutely destroying Oakland. And gosh, he was, he was going to like, I had him, I had him on three of my five builds that I had built yeah. out and um, going into grinders live. And then that news came out and it's like, Oh, I'm Man, so what are you going to do though? You, like you were you saying, that grinders, like, you, you can't, can't take him. a zero because yeah, if you, you take a zero, you're drawing dead for sure. Like you could, I mean, if you are playing and you want to take the risk, sure, but you can't take a zero at pitcher. You're never, you can't make up for a zero pitcher. You can make up for his zero at hitter, but yeah, the fact that he has 16 fantasy points right now is so tilting. Anyway, um, I do have some interest in Scoble. I think it's an innings thing. I don't even know if it's necessarily a pitch count thing. I think they're going to cap him at four or five innings again. Um, does he have the upside to get there in that amount of time? It's tough. If it's five innings, yes. If it's four innings, it's tough. I'm going to play some Scoble. Um, he's looked really good. He's pitched really, really good. Um, and this is a phenomenal matchup. Other side of this game, Lynch against the Tigers. Uh, any interest in Lynch here? He's cheap. The Tigers are bad. Um, he's like, I think it's a, a conversation between him and Tyon, I think it, they're very comparable. I think they're both going to be low owned. No, not many people are going down in this range on on a massive slate. Um, so he he intrigues me a little bit. I I am concerned about the upside. He's shown the ability to throw over 100 pitches, but he's also his last game against Cleveland, he was yanked at 73 pitches. So I think you have to be a little bit concerned about how deep he's going. It is a, a fantastic matchup against Detroit, though, and he's he's 6300. So another guy that's in play for me. Yeah, um, gosh, he is he's so bad. <laughs> yeah, he just, I mean, he's a pitch to contact, try to generate ground ball guy. And I, it's a 14 game slate. Um, give me anybody in this range that has like some type of strikeout upside. Um, like I yeah, struggle. I mean, Tyon has more upside. I, I would agree with that, even, yeah. even against a low contact or high contact Nationals team. 
I mean, I think I would even take shots. No, I wouldn't. Um, he's bad too. I, I think like I would play. <laughs> I'd go up and take like Sandoval, Bradley, Manoa. Even I think I'd play Manoa before I'd play Daniel Lynch uh, because like Manoa actually has like some strikeout ability. Daniel Lynch realistically tries to go out and hit bats and generate ground balls. Um, so, whoo, oh man, I don't think I want to play him. Um, I mean, I said that about Jordan Lyles, I was wrong, he pitched (laughs) great. They have their one bad, um, or they have their one good start for the week. Uh, but yeah, man, I I don't think I want to play um, Lynch. He's not a strikeout guy. Maybe, okay, so I guess to play devil's advocate to myself in my head, maybe he goes out and throws six or seven clean innings, um, generates a lot of ground balls, has a really low BABIP, scores 20 fantasy points. Um, he put up 22 against Detroit a couple weeks ago, th- three or four weeks ago. Oh, man, I don't know. Aaron might have the right answer in chat. Just none, none of the above on the 6K guys. We probably don't need to go that, that low. There there are some great options, I think, in the 7K range, and that's probably as low as you need to go on the slate. My initial thoughts. Just stick with your initial <laughs> – stick with your gut. My initial thoughts were, this guy stinks. Don't play him, Stevie. And then, like, I start talking myself into it. Um, it is Detroit, yeah. though. <laughs> it is. It is. Um, let's talk Detroit Bats. Uh, Torkelson is someone that I always like against left-handed pitching. He's kind of – in that like weird price range now though, like he's not like necessarily like uber cheap anymore. Abanez would probably be my favorite here at 3,300 second base option. You can play him in the outfield too. Really kind of fits that void. Um, when you're building lineups, second base always seems like a spot where you're looking for something. Um, any interest in the Detroit bats here? I love your Abanez call. You're always on him against lefties. Um, not a name that, that many people throw out, but, He's, he's been really solid against lefties. Love that call. Uh, love the Torkelson call as well. Can certainly play Rodgers. He's, he's priced up a little bit more. It was a lot more fun to chase that home run when he was 2,500. Now that he's 4,200, a little bit tougher, but he he has plenty of pop. Um, he, he's going to strike out a bunch, though, too. Um, definitely looking for home runs. I don't think it's a full stack. You just can't full stack Detroit. They're not a, they, there's not enough talent in this lineup. Uh, but chasing home runs using a, a mini two or three man stack is fine. Derek and Chad asks, rather have Lynch or Carrasco. <laughs> what I, I exercise my fifth is it Fifth Amendment? Um yeah. I don't remember. I think it's Fifth Amendment. Yep. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um I don't even know what the answer is. Um I think it's yeah, I don't know. The Fifth Amendment. Someone in chat tell me. I can't remember. It, it is Fifth Amendment. Yep. Yeah. All right. Moving on. We're going to cores. Hunter Brown, Noah Davis facing off against each other here. Um, no total in this game. Um, Hunter Brown, eighty-one hundred. Noah Davis, really, really cheap because he stinks. Um, Hunter Brown. Keith, he's been struggling. Um, man, I don't know, man. What are your thoughts here when it comes to Hunter Brown? You want to do it. I know you do. So do I. <laughs> I really do. <laughs> oh, man. Colorado stinks. It, that's the problem here. I know it's Coors Field, but uh, if if Hunter Brown was in good form, I think this would be a, a fantastic play. I am a little concerned. Um, he has faced some tough offenses recently. Seattle, which can be a high upside spot, 
he gave up some runs, but he had eight strikeouts. Texas, amazing. Dodgers, amazing. Mets, middle of the road. Um, so he's had like the Texas and, and Dodgers matchups. I can't get, fault him. Um, and he was okay in those. He was really good against the Dodgers, actually. But the, the, he's just a big strikeout guy facing a Colorado offense that I just don't have any faith in. 8,100. If it was a smaller slate and he was one of the only options in this seven and eight K range, I would have a ton of interest in this spot, but because I like two guys below him, at least I think um, who's the guy we just talked about Scooball at, at 8,400, just a couple hundred more. Like there's, there's options is the only problem. So I think I'm going to have some exposure. It won't be a ton just because I, I like I said, the majority of my pitching exposure is coming in the seven and eight K range. Hunter Brown's going to be in my pool. I think. Trey Cabbage just smoked a ground roll double, by the way. Um, couldn't hit it a little bit hard, Cabbage? Let's go. What are you doing? <laughs> so, okay, back to Hunter Brown. Got distracted. Um, I think it's an ownership thing. If, if people, like, start getting on to Hunter Brown and he's 15%, I'm okay with being, uh, you know, not playing him in a 3-inch max. If he's projected to get, like, 5 6 7%, I'm, like, I'm a little intrigued. Colorado stinks, man. Even at home. Even at home, they're one of the worst offenses in baseball, and they play half their games in course. Um, they're just not great. So I want to see ownership, uh, and I hate saying that, but, like, it's my honest thoughts, um, you know? So that's where I'm at. I'm not playing Davis. That's easy. Not playing him. Houston yeah, bats. no chance. Yep. Um, what are your thoughts here when it comes to Houston? And I did read that, like, we're getting really close to Alvarez rehabbing um, a rehab assignment. So that's really good to see. Um, and then Altuve, when can he get activated? I forget. I'm uh, not sure. Eligible July 14th. So he could, he could get activated any day yeah. now. So um, we'll see when he gets back, but he's eligible to get returned and he is traveling with the team. So um, Houston bats, what do you got here, Keith? Yeah, I mean, they're going to be one of the top stacks on the slate. Obviously, without some of their best hitters, Altuve and Alvarez particularly, it's a little watered down, the the talent in the lineup. But, they're, I mean, Kyle Tucker is probably the top bat on the slate. Um, Bregman is a phenomenal option. But the the, uh, the talent beyond that is not great. Bray's had a down year, but he's 3,700 in Coors Field. I mean, certainly can play that. Um Dubon, if he's in there, if Altuve doesn't get a- activated, Dubon is probably more than likely in there. Um, yeah, I mean, there's there's some really cheap options at the, the bottom of the lineup. There's some ugly names in there. Like even Maldonado's in play. It's Coors Field. He's cheap at catcher, uh, very much in play. They're all in play. It's a bad starting pitcher in Coors Field. Houston is one of the top stacks on the slate. Like we all um... – said you know our boy jose abreu it was eventually gonna happen he was eventually gonna get going um i had a lot of fun with jose abreu this year though uh it took him a long (laughs) time to hit a home run a long time um yeah i agree though aaron says imagine houston full strength i agree um like if we had altuve and and alvarez this is an easy like full-on stack spot for me yeah, it's the only re- the, the injuries are the only reason I prefer Atlanta over over Houston, but Houston is still right right there with Atlanta for for top team on slate. I like Houston. I like Atlanta and Reds better. Um, 
It's not saying much. Um, Davis thinks Houston can score 15 runs on this spot. Uh, Colorado side, though, I think I'm passing on Colorado today. Yeah, I'm, I think I'm with you. Um, they're just not <laughs> – you look up and down the lineup and you're like, who do I want to target on this team? They're facing a high strikeout pitcher. I think I'm with you. Like, it's wild to say I'm just not going to play a team in course, but I, I think I like this matchup for Hunter Brown to get some strikeouts even in, in course. So, probably out. Like, certainly you can just stack them because it's course, but I don't think I'll be doing it. I wasn't forgetting Michael Brantley. Um, he's not like a main piece for me. He's good. Don't get me wrong. I love Michael Brantley. He's been doing it for years, but. He's not a main piece that I was like alluding to. All right, Yankees and Angels. Nine total in this game. Pick'em game. Herman and Sandoval facing off against each other. Yankees a slight favorite, if you want to call it that. Uh, any interest here in Domingo Herman? Some, yes. But just because this Angels lineup without Mike Trout is is not very good. Um, I don't know how, how good Herman is. He's been really good at times this year. He's been bad at other times right around 24.5% strikeout rate on the season. 8700 I think, is a fair enough price tag. Um, another another guy that I'll have some exposure to. Oh, I hate playing Domingo Herman. I think you could play him today, though. Um, I don't love it. It's just this lineup is not like... Otani and Maniac have both been consistently good all year. Moustakis has been good lately. They've called up some young talent. I don't know. Um, he he has upside, and I think that is enough of a reason to take shots on him. But everybody knows how I just – I'm not a huge Domingo Herman fan in general, but I could see him having a good game here. Um, he has uh, he has the upside. Like, you know, we don't have a lot of upside, so he has the upside. So I think he's, I think he's very much in play uh, today. Uh, Patrick Sandoval, 7,500 on the other side of this game. Any interest in Sandoval here? He's another guy who's been really inconsistent here. Um, another guy who has the ability to outperform his price tag. He's just, I don't think he's my favorite in this range. Um, I'd rather spend a little bit more money um, for on the other side of the game. Like, I don't know. Sandoval is just not a guy that I like to play. Like there are some strikeouts, um, some strikeout upside here. I just don't know if I'm getting to him because of how many other options there are in this range. Yeah. I mean, as bad as like the Yankees lineup looks on paper, they are a lot better against left-handed pitching. Um, they're going to throw a lot of righties at Sandoval here today. I don't know if they'll have a lefty outside of Rizzo in the lineup and Rizzo has consistently hit left-handed pitching for years. So um, I don't know if that's really like saying much, but Stanton hits lefties with power. Torres hits lefties with power. Bader hits lefties with power. Volpe has been good against lefties. Um, Oswald Cabrera is good against lefties. So I think I leave him on the shelf today. I love attacking the Yankees with like right-handed strikeout pitchers. He doesn't fit the bolt. Um, all those Yankees I just talked about, Keith. I mean, I have interest in Stanton. I have interest in Torres, Bader. Um, Bader at 3,600, good value. Volpe at 3,400, good value. Um, Donaldson going on the IL, I think kind of 
helps the Yankees lineup. Get some of these talented young hitters in there that don't strike out every other at bat. Um, what are your thoughts on the Yankees here? Yeah, I, I think they're certainly in play. Probably more of a mini stack for me. Like Sandoval is a decent pitcher, but he can certainly give up some runs. Um, I, I love Stanton in the spot. Love Torres in the spot. Um, Rizzo has hit lefties, like you mentioned. Bader, like they're they line up really well against lefties. Um, so I probably do end up on a full stack, a couple full stacks. Now that I'm I'm running it down, DJ LeMayu is twenty nine hundred on DK. That's that's wild to see that price. Um, he hasn't had a great year, but man, that's that's a cheap price. Um, they're cheap. They have upside. I'm in. Uh, West Coast game too. They're going to be lower owned. Um, being on the West Coast. Uh, any interest in the Angels here? Otani always. Um, don't know that I full stack him today. You mentioned Moniac. I, I like him at 3,700. You could find a mini stack here, um, but probably not a full stack for me today. He's up with bases loaded right now. Um, it, I would like him. I like, I like Moniac more if he does something in this at bat. It'd be great. <laughs> um, all joking aside, probably a little three man. Otani, Maniac, Musakis, maybe Cabbage. Um, three of these like left-handed hitters. Domingo Herman is still really solid against righties. He struggles with lefties. Um, so I'm definitely attacking more of left-handed hitters against him in this spot. All right, we got Boston at Oakland. No total in this game. We don't know exactly who's starting for Boston. Sounds like it's going to be Chris Murphy, but, I mean, it's probably – like a bulk relief situation again. Yep. Um, That's what I was going to say. It's going to end up being an opener, but Chris Murphy should be confirmed as the bulk guy on Tuesday, I think. Well, like with now Pavetta that we know, being the bulk, bulk guy on Monday. On Monday, it has to be, right? Yep. So I, I'm pretty confident Murphy will be the bulk guy here. I'm not tilted. You're tilted. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Murphy, I don't know if we could play Murphy. 6,600. I mean, Oakland is better against lefties, but they're, they still are not great. Um, they've struck, struck out plenty to uh, 23%, I believe it was, versus lefties. I had it up here. Yeah, 23.4% versus lefties. 91 WRC plus, so slightly below average. Um, they they were really good against... a lot of guys, though, too. Oakland is? Yeah. You look at the lineup. This lineup gosh, Nick Pavetta. <laughs> like you, the lineup came out when we were on Grinders Live, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, I'm so mad!" And of course, but Oakland lineup right now is atrociously bad. Yeah, I don't know. I I think Murphy is in play. Uh, it's, how many how many pitches do you think though? Seventy at max. Seventy max. Yeah, he's sixty six hundred against Oakland though. If he was getting ninety pitches, he'd be very in play. I, I, he's in that same conversation that we were having about Tyon and Carrasco and Lynch. Like it's not somebody you're playing a ton of, but if you're looking for a cheap way to pay up for Atlanta and a stud pitcher, I think you could consider him. I won't do it often. <sighs> All right. Medina on the other side. I'm not playing Medina. We, we, no. we legitly had people trying to talk us into playing Paul Paul Blackburn on Grinders Live. Um, yeah, that that didn't work out. I hope you didn't do it. I hope I talked you off of it um, on Grinders Live, whoever it was. But I'm not playing Medina against the Red Sox, even with Devers banged up and potentially out of the lineup. This lineup just doesn't strike out. Like they have 
a couple of guys over 25% strikeout, but overall it's not a huge strikeout team. Yeah, there's no chance I'm playing Medina. Oh, money, I got out. Come on, man. All right. Um, Boston Bats, like I mentioned, Devers did not play um, Monday. Dealing, I thought I read that it was like a um, calf strain or calf tightness. Um, this is the perfect opportunity to give him a couple of days off. Let's be honest. It's Oakland. Um, any interest in the Boston Bats here? I love the Boston Bats here. Uh, Medina has a massive massive home run problem. I know it's not a great park for home runs, but he's still going to give up a couple. Um, if Devers is in the lineup, I, I really love them. I, they, they get cheaper if Devers is out, obviously you lose a, a little bit of upside. Um, but yeah, Boston is, is in the conversation for like a top five ish stack. I'd put them behind Houston, Cincinnati and Atlanta for sure. But they're they're They'd be right there in the conversation after that for me. Um, I like Boston. Um, obviously I have a lot of interest in Duran. He continues to hit the ball really well. I love him in the leadoff spot. There's upside. Um, Duvall has upside. This is a guy that, I mean, can give up home runs. So I don't, I don't hate the Boston bats here. Oakland bats. Roker is a one-off ton of interest at 3,300. Um, he has been phenomenal against left-handed pitching this season, but Diaz is a pinch hit risk. Um, no Ruiz right now. I think that if uh, Geloff hits leadoff again, he's 2,900. You could take shots on him at second base. But it's more of like a one or two man type of play for me for Oakland. I'm not going out of my way to play them today. Yeah, Rooker and, and Geloff, I think the two you're looking at for sure. Um, I don't have interest as a full stack. And they're honestly they're kind of left-handed now that they've they've called up Soderstrom and Seth Brown was activated off the IL. Obviously they'll they'll probably put platoon a couple of guys. Um, Jordan Diaz probably cracks the lineup. I think he's okay. Um, but yeah, Rook, Rooker and Geloff, the two top options, definitely only a mini stack at, at most though. All right, we finish it out <laughs> with Minnesota at Seattle. Um, chat just said that Sonny Gray is blowing up, um, as expected, right at, right at that, like fifth inning mark, um, <laughs> has been his like Achilles heel lately. Uh, twins. Oh no. Mariners one thirty favorite woo and Uber, um, facing off against each other here. Any interest in Bailey Ober? I do have some interest in Bailey over. He's had a, a really good season. Seattle strikes out a fair amount. Um, he's overpriced, um, for like, the strikeouts are, are not elite or anything. He 24.5% on the season. Solid, but not great. Um, it's kind of the same conversation with all the other 9K pitchers. Could he go out here and strike out eight Man Mariners because of the matchup? He could. Um, I'll have some exposure, but it'll be minimal. I like Bailey Ober. Um, I think he's very playable today. He is consistently good at not walking guys and generating strikes and i think that's one way to attack this offense the other thing is like they don't really have a ton of left-handed power in this lineup and that's where his like downfall is so i think he's in a good spot um obviously you're always worried about a home run or two facing seattle but you always you always like the strikeout upside brian Wu on the other side of this game he might be my favorite pitcher on the slate um 7,900, he is an extremely talented young pitcher. 
I love the matchup. Minnesota strikes out a lot. Um, talk me off of Brian Wu today. No chance. He's the best pitcher on the slate. Uh, yeah. Complete agreement. I think he's going to run run into some ownership, which is why I'd, we've talked about a lot of pitchers in the 7K range that I'll, you might need to look to pivot off them. I'm probably just going to play him with Wu, though. Uh, it's just a fantastic spot for him. 30% strikeout rate on the season, and he gets a matchup against the highest strikeout rate team on in the entire league. So Minnesota does have some power that could potentially beat him. Um, I just, I think he dominates this this team. He's he's way underpriced for this matchup. Yeah, I I mean this is just one of those spots where you take Wu, um, and if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. It, you just matchup wise, talent wise. Strikeout upside wise, everything. Um, I, I think everything kind of sets up for Brian Wu to have a, a solid start. I mean, he has pitched what he's thrown seven starts and he's gone over 17 fantasy points and six of seven of those starts. Make it seven of eight. I will gladly just give me 17. I'll pencil it in right now. I'll take it. <laughs> so. <laughs> Uh, like he this. has, he has more upside than the nine K pitchers on this oh, slate, yeah. in my opinion. Like, yeah. so he's probably going to be massive chalk on this slate. It's a huge slate, so hopefully not. Um, but even if he is, like, like I, I was underweight on Gilbert on Monday. I'll be overweight no matter the number on 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 Tuesday. Yeah, they just pulled Gilbert. Um, all right, let's talk bats. Anything on Minnesota or Seattle here? Not really interest on either side here for me. Um, you can chase home runs against either guy, but I def- don't think I'm stacking. Ober's been really solid, and Wu has the, the strikeout stuff to shut down rallies. So probably out on bats in this game. Yeah, Ober is a guy that will give up a home run or two from time to time. Kellenick is 3600 I don't hate that price. Um, but he's – him and – I mean, you could play Julio Rodriguez, Byron Buxton at any time. I just think there's better plays today. All right. That's it. We, we got through it all. We're done. Morning grind game. And then we're going to get out of here. If you haven't already, subscribe to the Rotor Grinders Morning Grind YouTube page. Help us out. Keep helping us grow it. Uh, favorite play under 5K. Oh, that's basketball. Just kidding. Under like, 8K. Well, what is this? Under, <laughs> under 8K. I have notepad um, stickies on my, on my Mac. And I just happened to look at basketball. My bad. <laughs> um under 8k to get six or more strikeouts who do you got yeah we, i mean the obvious answer is brian Wu. he's probably the top overall raw points pitcher for me on the slate um i love him to get over six strikeouts it's been a while um since this guy has gone over six strikeouts but give me taj bradley here for tampa yep love it over 8k to score under 15 who's your bus today i could see a, a number of these guys going under 15 honestly, but it's a really tough spot for Tyler Wells, 9,400 against the Dodgers. I don't think I'm touching him at that price. That'll be my guy today. I like that call. Um, I also like the call of, you know, a bunch of guys being able to go there. I'm going to go all the way to the top. Nathan Eovaldi um, at 10-3. Tough matchup against Tampa. Tampa's a really good offense. Eovaldi, um, when he's been off, he's been off, and he's been off a lot lately. So um, this is a spot I'm going to stay away from Eovaldi. Over 4K to hit a home run, not in cores. Who's going yard today? I love this spot for Jorge Soler. You quoted some amazing stats of what he's done against left-handed pitching this season. It is just insane. So give me Soler. I love it. 
I feel bad um, taking a guy so expensive, but I don't care. Uh, give me Matt Olson to continue to just keep crushing the baseball. Um, I, Matt Olson against Zach Davies, man. Like, it doesn't get much yeah. better than that. Under 4K to get two hits. Who's a cheap bat that you like today? Uh, give me minimum price catcher, Andy Rodriguez. Really solid prospect. He's way too cheap. We're going to go to the same team. Um, I'm going to go Henry Davis at 2,500. Been hitting the ball really well here recently. Um, give me Davis. Stack to score six or more runs. Let's take off Atlanta. And... Well, cores, obviously, obviously right? Yeah, no cores, yeah. no Atlanta, and no Cincinnati. Give me Boston. Oh, I like that. All right. I can get behind that. Um, yeah, took away a bunch of my teams that I like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Huge um, slate. Lots of, lots to choose from, though. I think that's the right call on this one. Yeah. Give me the Giants. Um, I should have yep. just said take off the Cincinnati game, but I didn't. <laughs> I didn't say that. Um, my other one that I was thinking of is Baltimore. I think Baltimore is in a really yeah. good spot, and I don't think that a lot of people will be on Baltimore. Grove is very hittable. Um, Agree. You know, Keith talked about it. I talked about it yesterday. The Dodgers bullpen, bottom 10 bullpen this year. They have not been good. Um, it's not something we're used to, but it's definitely the stats. Uh, Keith, any final thoughts before we get out of here? I don't have anything. Massive slate, lots of options. All right. That's going to wrap it up here for Tuesday. I hope everyone has a fantastic Tuesday. We'll be back tomorrow talking baseball. I don't think it's as big a slate. So, um, yeah, appreciate everyone hanging out. Have a good one. We'll see you again tomorrow.